So Pride 48 is an annual event that I believe this is our fourth year. Yes, that sounds right. The first two years of Pride 48 were uh, done in June. And the idea behind it was because June is, is basically Gay Pride Month based on the Stonewall Riots. And it was 48 hours of GLBTA podcasting. And it was people from all over the country podcasting from their own little studios. And again, it was 48 hours worth. So shows could run different lengths based on what they wanted. But we went straight through the night. Uh, the first year, I actually remember we had a great slot on Saturday or Friday. We were like the third show. And then we did Sunday morning at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time or 4 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. But either way, it was 48 hours of that. And it was gr a great, great success. And it grew and grew. And then Pride 48 became, and, and mind you, people could listen live and they could uh, interact in the chat room, which is always there on Pride 48. Then the next thing that happened is we decided how can we get everybody to get together? And we moved it last year to Las Vegas. And it was a huge success with about 45 to 50 people. And this year we're anticipating more people and we are back in Las Vegas. And it's September 14th through the 16th. And we will be at the Luxor Hotel broadcasting live from there. People can still participate in Pride 48 and not be in Las Vegas, but it is a great time. And, and let me tell you, that weekend, there were a lot of tears and we all were like, oh, I can't believe it's going to be a whole year before we see each other again. Brought to you this week by Google Talk. And, and if we're laughing hysterically, it's because we can actually see what everybody looks like right now. And Patrick has just left the room. He's adjusting the lights. Brother Sinatus is standing by. We have Donna Sugars here and, of course, Joey from Cocktails and Green Buffs. All right, on to the news. Roll it out real quick because we're behind. So nobody picked the stories yet. No, no one picked, picked a story. story. I picked a story. I picked happen? my stories. Donna, why don't you tell us about the... We're also dealing with California. Proposed Bill Outlaw's gay ex-therapy. So why don't you tell us about that one? Oh, California State Senator Ted Lieu has... Uh, Democrat, by the way. Has introduced, has introduced a bill that would outlaw ex-gay or so-called reparative therapy for children under the age of 18. Uh, it says, um, this bill will prohibit a psychotherapist, as defined, from performing sexual orientation change efforts, as defined in the absence of informed consent of the parent. The bill would require mm -hmm. a specified yep. statement I to be included it. on the informed consent form. Informed consent uh, would not be effective for patients under the age of 18 years. The bill would provide for a cause of action against psychotherapists by patients, former patients, or certain other persons in specific cases. So if so, crazy Christians cannot force their young children who think they might be gay into XK therapy. That's fantastic. I agree. I, I was kind of surprised that this was on here because initially I thought it was the same story that we just read or just similar enough a different state but it is slightly different in that it's the other one was looking to but no funding but this at least says it's illegal for under 18 uh, 
Well, needless to say, whether it happens in Minnesota or California, I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's any downside this could be. It's like, okay. If well, they... that's that's why I chose the story later on, too, because they really tie into each other. Like, this, this it doesn't, doesn't work. work. Yeah. yeah. You can't um, uh, change, change the way that you're wired. You can't. No. I was born this way, and I no amount of therapy or prayer is going to make me straight. Well, yeah, well, and obviously we're just preaching to the choir as well. But um, I'm, yeah, it's just nice to know that there's actually a law that will be put on the books. But my only concern is that if they, if they could make a law for this, could this turn? I'm just I'm I'm trying to play devil's advocate and think of a possible way that this could be turned around to be used against us it's like if they make a law that says you can't provide this therapy could they make another law that says you can't provide another type of therapy you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. well possibly but this one i guess the difference is that since it does not have any you know it's been proven to have no medical uh you know foundation behind it that at least you know if you're 18 and you're choosing to get it you're an adult Right, and you are cho- making a choice to go after some bogus therapy on your own, and you know, fooling his money, soon pardoned and everything. But if you're a kid, it's being forced on you. You know, if you're under eighteen, probably. So, Except I guess that's I don't know. Can you hear me? It's jo- so quiet in here. Joey, what do you say, Joey? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear. Now you. we can. Yeah. Okay. Except for very few laws uh, that we've had in our history's past, most laws, once they're made, they usually don't make new laws. Most laws don't take away rights. So, like, in in speaking of what you mentioned, uh, the idea of could this could this backfire on us? Doubtfully, this is another step forward. You know, the the one of the first steps is when the. United uh, when the American psychiatric whatever the fuck it is decided to say that being gay is no longer a mental illness. Right. You know, right. so this is one of those things that just kind of move forward with progress with it saying, you know, it's the same idea of you can't use extreme measures on your children that are unfounded, you know, that's unless it's a religious based thing. Now, the only loophole I do see with this law is if there is something that's religious based. For example, there's people who do not believe in using medication Ergo, children have died of cancer and other things because the family believes to pray away the disease. Right. You know, so I could see if they believe somehow the only way this would work is if they decide through Christian prayer and Christian therapy, this is going to help take away the gay. That's the only thing that I see that they probably can't legislate against until we get to a point where being gay is completely considered not wrong by the government in any way, shape or form. True equality. Right. Maybe we, could get, maybe we could get some sort of constitutional amendment or something. Hmm. I'm not a big fan of constitutional amendments. I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> every time you add one, you know, every time you write in a new rule, that that's where the problems got, come in. Yeah, but did they there's, pass There's one something for very smart about the Ten Commandments. There's ten, and, and it's pretty much open for interpretation, but they don't get nitpicky. They don't say, now you can't kill somebody with a wrench. They just say, you can't kill. They're very well, broad. Well, yeah, uh, but George... If, if, and my the greatest religious argument I always say to people is that, honestly, the Ten Commandments are all a further breakdown of the one major rule that all religions have, which is the Golden Rule. The Golden Rule right. is the basis of every religion. 
Correct. So, I mean, people say, oh, I follow the Ten Commandments. Well, okay, well, if we're going to get that way, no, you don't, because you hate a lot of people, and that's really not one well, of those the, the rules. Ten Commandments can be broken down into three commandments, just following George Carlin's theory. And basically, it's don't be a douchebag, don't kill people, and don't want things. <laughs> So, and which all three of those can be broken down to treat people like you want to be treated. Period. Right. All right. Well, let's. Uh, speaking of people who want to be treated in religious places, oh. Patrick, tell us about what happened in that North Ireland story. Okay. Uh, hold on a second. Just it's bringing up. Okay, Northern Ireland priest who quote inadvertently projected gay porn to shocked parents to leave diocese. The Catholic priest who inadvertently displayed pornographic images of men to a group of parents at a primary school in Northern Ireland is to leave the area. Father Martin McPhee, the parish priest, the parish priest of Pomeroy, wow, that's a lot of peas, the parish priest of Pomeroy in County Tyrone announced his decision today after official investigations into the incident proved inconclusive, probably because that VCR got stolen whenever that story was in the laptop. According to the original reports, Father McVee was Father McVie was due to project a PowerPoint presentation to a group of parents at St. Mary's Primary School. Instead of instructions for their child's first Holy Communion, however, parents were confronted with 16 images of gay porn. Today, both Father McVee and the Catholic primate Cardinal uh, Sean Brady issued statements denying any responsibility for the images, of course, and confirmed that they had destroyed the memory stick, which contained the indecent images. <laughs> he will now leave the parish to take a break from his work, though with the understanding that he would return to the diocese at some future date. How does that get put into a PowerPoint presentation? I mean, don't you have to drop him in there? What he was claiming was that somebody else had custody of the uh, – many people have used the computer and have used the thumb drive, mm-hmm. and somebody else did it. I mean, let's be honest. The, the, well, that's what he said in his <laughs> In his statement, he said, I deeply regret my failure to check in advance my presentation. I had no knowledge of any offending imagery insisting in it. I mean, I was just could... holding the memory stick for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> he could be telling the truth. I mean, I just. But then there was that whole thing that the laptop disappeared. That mysterious break in. Yeah, it was the break in, and the only thing that got stolen was the laptop. It's just. He swears that someone has done this to him, that it's someone attacking him. And this is the standard Catholic cover-up. They take the person, they send him away. I don't know if it's a cover-up because what did he do wrong? Did he molest a child? Well, were there no. 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 Did were he molest any? a child? No, I'm not saying that he molested a child. I'm just saying he caused children. a scandal. And Okay, everybody's talking. Now, and you say that that's how the church deals with it, but in kind yeah. of a way, it kind of is. Um it's something that I don't think was intentional. I, I think that obviously he's been investigated by the church. And if the ch- church is not just completely disavowing him, if they're actually just going to move him to another thing, I think it comes down to obviously any rapport he has with this parish is gone. gone. Yeah. And it's either he's either going to be the butt of the jokes or he's going to be looked at with suspicion. Well, let, so let me just, just say. Let's take a vacation and we'll come back later and see if they forget because people have very short memories. Well, let's also be careful how far we jump to conclusions saying like let's let's for a hot second, especially because we come from a country that believes you're innocent until proven guilty. But I think in this country, we all want to jump on people because of other bad priests and other bad people. And let's quickly draw the line that watching gay porn 
is not the same thing as raping and molesting a child. Mm. Because mm. as gays, wait, wait, as gays, we get bent, we get out of control when there's a pedophile or somebody and somebody goes, oh, I wonder if he was gay. A pedophilia and being gay are two different things. And we can't argue that when it works in our favor and we can't not argue it when it doesn't work in our favor because there's, there is that animosity towards the church. You know, so let's just keep that in mind that there's a difference. But, amen, always. Joey. Amen. Which is which is not what what I was trying to. That that wasn't it, what no, I no, was but saying. I'm, I'm just clarifying uh, that statement. Yeah. No, I, I I definitely get what you're saying, but I think that I I think maybe it's just the church's blanket way of handling a problem. Like, let's just move him somewhere else. And well, even though ask, I mean, even though like, be obviously point, raping a child well, and accidentally. And I agree with you, Donna, but let me ask you this. What if somebody really did set up this priest? Because of past priest's transgressions and other shit, that of course he would look completely guilty. Do you know what I'm saying? So what if he's absolutely telling the truth? I'm just saying, and what if? What if? So he, what the, and it's what the church is going to do. They're going to yeah. send him somewhere else for a while, and either they're going to send him back to this area once people have died down and forgotten about it, or they're just going to relocate him to an area where people yep. maybe don't and know. And I'm just saying, my point is that, you know, he just has this, whether he, let's say it is his and it was a mistake, you know, normally you'd be able to apologize. But Correct. no, because the Catholic Church has had this ridiculous stance where they're now recruiting nuns to like leave their missionary work to go and hate, you know, uh, actively hate gays more oh, and all this other bullshit stuff. They have been, they hate us so much that they can't just say, "Oh yeah, it was his. We're sorry, guys. You know, he's, he's a no, man." They well, don't. Also, but they we were all adults. It was not a big deal. They can't do that. They have to shift it away and pretend, "Oh, it was stolen." Sweep it under the rug, and hopefully everybody will forget. And that's how they operate. I went to Catholic school for 17 years. I saw priest after priest after brother after brother disappear and get sent to school because they got too close a relationship with some students or something or anybody, even their secretary sometimes. And all of a sudden they just get whisked away, and they come back when everybody forgets. When all the kids are gone that were there in the school, that they come back. It's just typical operating behavior as far as I can see. Also keep in mind that because of the American priests and because of the scandal that broke here, they also have a legal team that is watching very closely every time something like this happens. The, The church lost millions of dollars, which is why so many American churches have to consolidate and close and, and all that other shit. I mean, keep in mind, they're not they're they're gonna be extra diligent this time. Believe me, they lost too much. They can't afford just to put him back like, oh, here, go work a boys' club. They they can't afford to. I promise that will not happen. Because it's a different world now because they were exposed, because they lost millions of dollars. But I mean, again, I don't even know the guy is guilty. Well, it's it looks like there is no definitive proof to prove that he was guilty, but just to be on the safe side, they're moving him around. They're moving him out of there because he because he be, well, it makes sense. If that happened, if he can prove he's guilty or not guilty, he's going to be non-effective at that church regardless. Right, right. So they're probably not putting him back in a parish, but they're probably taking him to somewhere that he can be effective and and continue his ministry in whatever way that is. You know, but he's not effective at this moment because people don't know. And unfortunately, we tend to jump to conclusions. And I'll tell you, if I'm ever arrested, I pray to God I don't have somebody who jumps to conclusions and somebody who relies on good hard facts and reasonable doubt. Annex says in the chat room, church believes in forgiveness if he's openly and can 
If he is openly and in confession admitted what he did and say he was sorry, shouldn't he be completely forgiven? No, uh, which just is, it. They which never admit is, what they do. No, they don't they never, need to admit it to you. It's not their job to admit it to you. For the Catholics, their job is to admit it in mm -hmm. confession. And uh, honestly, of all those priests that molested boys, are any of them no longer priests? Were any of them kicked out of the church and excommunicated? For the most yes. part, some of them, yes. But for the most part, no. There is a certain point where the church, I mean, because honestly, even though they say that there are some things that are unforgivable, if you confess to a priest, which is who you need to confess to, and ask to be forgiven, you can be forgiven. There is penance for everything. So I... honestly, if, if he didn't admit that he did something wrong to you, to the public, that's not his – he doesn't have to. The only person he needs to ask for forgiveness for is to God in front of a priest. Again, remember that there's now attorneys involved with the church, so they're going to tell you, you can confess whoever the fuck you want. Don't put them near kids. Hey, guys, we could talk about this all night, but unfortunately we have to move on to some unfortunately sad news. I was trying to – find a segue for this but there's really no segue but since joey wants me to report both the bad and the good needs to say here are some bad news so donna if you would a 17 year old from mountain green utah has killed himself due to homophobic bullying uh that's uh, said from a local media uh jack reese is not the first person to have taken his own life in northern utah one spokes uh, official spoke off, off the record, of course, that uh, the Marion Edmonds of Ogden Outreach. Oh, that's who they spoke to. I'm sorry. It happens here about once a week, but officially, you know, it doesn't happen here. Jack's boyfriend, Alex Smith, spoke early in the week at a community event during which a film on bullying was being screened. Smith recalled without even realizing that Jack had already taken his own life, how his Boyfriend was repeatedly bullied at school. Yesterday, ahead. Um, oh, okay, girl. This is a this complex sentence. Uh, yesterday, ahead, Jack funerals. Jack's funeral at Ogden this morning. Outreach announced that an urgent meeting will be held May first to address LGBT bullying and suicide in Northern Utah. Several community leaders, teachers, parents, and young people are expected to attend, including active members of the Mormon Church. <clears throat> So, Joey. <laughs> yes. All right. So here's – I've heard two different sides to the whole bullying issue. One, that we should make every attempt to try and stop bullying. And two, that if we – what's going on with the bullying is basically trying to prohibit free speech. Uh. And once they can prohibit free speech on bullying, that they can – Stop free speech for anything. Okay. So let, so let me let me just make this statement because it's. <laughs> it, I'm, it, I'm it, setting it, Joey it, up here, folks. This is no, and you're not setting me up because I think I look at it in a very. Here's the whole thing. We have all been bullied. We will all continue to be bullied. We're all bullied in school. We some of us were bullies too, whether we like it or not. We all know that in life, not everybody's the same. And there were kids that we can think of, the smelly kid, the greasy kid, whatever, who may have been somebody who we one day may have just bullied. It happens. As gay children, we were also bullied a lot. The big difference is and why I think it's so magnified now is the internet. 
I find people are nastier on the internet because they feel that they can be completely anonymous. Right. Um, again, this is another reason why when I started podcasting, I said, no, I'm using my real name because I'm anything I say, I want to be held accountable for. I feel that the internet has magnified everything. You know, if somebody farted in class and was called stinky, you know, only the class who was there witnessed it. You could deny it. But then, you know, if it's Twittered or Facebooked and now 200 plus 200 plus 200 people know. So it's technology that has made bullying worse. Mm. Now, what we need to do is we need to – bullying will always happen. And, I, and, and the reality that we need to understand is fundamentally humans are animals. Mm. Anybody who has more than one cat knows that sometimes <laughs> one of the cats will bully the other cat. Mm. It's normal. It's just like everything in life. It's you see animals. You know there's always an alpha and there's always then the one that follows. It's it, I think if people stop thinking we're so different from animals, they've been to learn a lot about themselves because if you look at animals, they interact the same way that we do, identically. It sounds dumb, but think about it next time you're staring at your cats and one of them takes a toy away from the other. So legislating anti-bullying laws Again, the more laws you add, the more difficult it gets to sometimes know what that difference is. For example, when we started saying that sexual harassment is out of control in this country, let's make laws against it. Then you have a five-year-old who kisses another five-year-old in kindergarten, and now that kid is arrested. Mm. That has happened. Yeah. We have reported on stuff like that right. because that's taken the law to the full extent. Where does the line draw? Where do you draw the line? You know, and I mean, us who have siblings. I beat the shit out of my brother when I was little. He beat the shit out of me. The reality is bullying and stuff will always happen. Now, what we need to do is teach people from these experiences and teach them, and, and parents need to teach their kids not to be bullies, and parents need to punish them, and we need to be more interactive that way. We had a, a student kill himself here in the last year named Jamie Rotemeyer, who was 14, and it gives me tingles to talk about him because he did this beautiful It Gets Better video and he was so excited for his future. Nobody knows exactly what happened, but Jamie hung himself. He hanged, hanged? Huh. He hanged. He hanged himself. And it changed much of the area here. They have something that close. And as horrible as it sounds, by reporting this stuff in our show and by people learning from it, there's every member of the community, Jamie Rotemeyer in our community, is now a symbol for something. It's horrible that his life took that. But his family made it a mission then. They were on Anderson Cooper. They just won the, uh, uh, an honor from the Glad Media Awards. They flew them out to L.A. and they just, you know, brought the family out. And, and Lady Gaga did a tribute to him. Sounds stupid, but his message now lives on. And there's many people who I think were either borderline about gay rights or just didn't think it applied to them. And then they remember Jamie and they see this little young man who had his entire life ahead of him, and he commits suicide. Now, look, sometimes I, I think that they're patriots. Not that I want to tell anybody to go do that, but they are part of our cause, and they put a face on our cause. You know, these are children because these children are so smart and brave that they're ready to embrace the stuff that our generations and the generations before us were not ready at that time. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's my whole speech. So do, should we legislate bullying? You can't, but you can educate. You can educate, 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 and you can punish when you see it and not be afraid as a teacher to punish when you see it. Go ahead, Patrick. Well, I just want to say in response to your thing, we keep bringing this up every week. 
when you bring up the whole, well, it's a fundamental violation of our free speech rights if you say that we can't bully. But it always comes back to that, yeah, you can do it. You can say whatever you want, but there's there's consequences. There's going to be consequences. People think that you can freedom of speech. I could say, right. you, know, you know, not be punished for it. That's bullshit. So, I agree with you. Well, I, and, and, I, and I think what I'm hearing from some, uh, like I listened to when Adam Curry, he's saying that the problem with this, though, is that they're using this as a way to start reg- le- legislating freedom of speech and speech in itself, and that's going to lead to a bigger issue. Well, I'll deal with that when, it's at the bit, when it becomes a bigger issue. Oh, okay. Brother you know, Sinatus, just- are you still alive? That's yeah, I'm still here. That's <laughs> no, no. It's, eventually, have some fucking forward motion on something because something you know. He, there's always negative out possible outcomes to anything. If you don't take the first step, then you never go anywhere. Put one foot in front of the <laughs> other, as they said in the goddamn Christmas show. Bro- brother, what do you think? I mean, it's, we, we got to. I mean, yes, I agree with Joey. You can't do the legislation, but I also think you know we need to speak out against bullying and. Um, and seek some unique ways of doing it. Okay. You know, as as an actor, I will tell you one thing that surprised me. I do, I, yeah, <laughs> no, I've done this children's thing for years, and it's a show called Molly Marshmallow. And it's about fourth graders who one of them has diabetes, and the kids are picking on each other because of differences. And it's amazing how doing that educational stuff with children in third and fourth grade really does affect them and getting them to do talkbacks with you and find that shit out. Mm. You know, it's, it's shocked me after this happened that we didn't get booked for more shows of that. We're actually pushing that. But educational things like that where children can physically see and interact with the actors, Brother believe it or not, it, it's test and proven how much that benefits them and how much they learn from it. Brother Sunatus is going after his cat, I think. That was me. My pussy ran wild. Oh, okay. That's Patrick. Oh, my. <laughs> All right. What the I, hell was he doing? Okay. We've got. Do you have the car keys or something? Veritable Virgo says the chairman, I don't think we'll ever be completely stopped bullying, but hopefully we could stop some of the hate and inequality in the world. So, speaking I of hate. the children are our future. Teach them well and let oh, them leave. Yeah, see how well that turned out. Thank you very much. No, hey, bitch, that's, it, we're a little too early for that, but d- don't sing that because I'll cry. What, Wendy? And then I'll pack, then I'll have to go and find Patrick and hurt him. What? Ooh, girl, I'm going to cry. What, singing Whitney will make you cry? Whitney's, that whole thing is sad, and I, I don't want to get into it because I know that's going to cause a fight. But oh, okay, that, all right, well, let's move on to the next story. Let's move she on was to, caught with a spoon in her mouth. Let's move on to the next story about the mother being banned from the U.S. Cub Scout leader, blah, 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 blah. Who's reading that? As a high-ranking Boy Scout, I will tell you that this still appalls me. Right. Jennifer Terrell, a leader of a Cub Scout pack in Bridgeport, Ohio, was banned from being the leader due to her sexuality, uh, says that she will fight the Boy Scouts of America for its discrimination against gays and lesbian leaders and members. Good luck, honey. Last month, the organization removed her from her role, telling her that being a lesbian did not meet the high standards of conduct set by the Boy Scouts of America. Today, Ms. Tyrell told ABC News, we can no longer support an organization that has these policies and we hope to get them changed. That is our main goal. But she added that her seven-year-old son, Cruz, is very sad that he has to have been removed from the Cub Scout pack. We love scouting, she said. 
She was removed from her role after the organization became aware she was the mother of four. The mother of four is a lesbian. In a statement, the Boy Scouts of America told ABC, scouting and the majority of parents it serves does not believe it is the right forum for children to become aware of its issue of sexual orientation or engage in discussions about being gay. Now, before I even go on, I I, I love that statement that they made there, saying that they do not believe that Boy Scouts of America should explain uh, the issue of sexual orientation or engage in discussions about being gay. However, as a former Boy Scout, they invite your mother and father to things and they and they do discuss sexual orientation just in the most basic way of, of saying heterosexual orientation. So I think that's that's was a very loose statement for them to make. Because if that was true, we would not be doing any boy girl, you know, couple kind of thing in any of the manuals, which there is stuff like that. Just saying. Well, the Boy Scouts in itself, you have to remember too. Boy Scouts were created basically because that they thought that men, boys were becoming too feminine in the household. They wanted to get them back to their roots. I don't think that's true. No, that's true because I went to go see a film footage. Um, I can't remember what it was, but it was the one Boy Scout kid who was trying to fight against that simply because his one friend who was gay wasn't allowed to be like a, a den father or something like that. And in this Boy whole kid, and this whole kid went on this whole campaign basically in the, the the film goes shows them all through the year trying to change this and go all to the, the um to the various people, the Boy Scouts and talking to them and whatnot. And when the guy the, the director of the movie well I saw this in Springfield, Ohio, said that the Boy Scouts originally was created because they thought that men were becoming boys were becoming too feminine in the household. They wanted to get them back out to the outdoors. And- I can tell you, I really don't believe that's true because the Boy Scouts are over a hundred years old and there was no way to be feminine in the household a hundred years ago. Well, this just, was this just is saying. What, I'm just telling you what the director told me. This is what his research found that they wanted. That's what we, that's what we call an agenda. In the 1950s, yeah. this was basically the way that they were trying to get the oh, boys no. to be, become more masculine. Well, that might be true in the 50s, but the original Boy Scouts, I mean, again, it's it's began in 1910. And it is, and realize it was originally a religious organization. Correct. That started it. Correct. But it was teaching it was teaching boys certain skills that they might not have learned if they weren't in Boy Scouts. Things about well, nature, getting them out in nature. And I don't know well, if what the original intention was, but I know that's the, a lot of what you learned. The original idea was at the turn of the century, there were migrations of families that were going from being farm families to city families, and they wanted young men to learn patriotism and individualism. Right. And, and that's really where it was going from, and the idea of keeping that interaction with it. I was I was super Boy Scout, okay. You were in the Boy Scouts? Oh yeah, I was super Boy Scout. <laughs> Wait, def- I loved I loved the Scouts. They oh. were pretty gay to me, but I loved the Scouts. Um, let's see. Uh, so yeah, basically what happened is there was a, th- that's the whole thing. She was booted out for that, and uh, years ago, I believe it was a Supreme Court ruling said that the Boy Scouts of America were allowed to exclude gays. It is their choice. But it's also it's I mean kids don't have to do Boy Scouts. There's other things kids can do. Well, I think the big thing too is what needs to happen is the parents of the Scouts who are pro gay. I mean, you know, they said most of the people believe this. Have they ever taken a poll? Have they ever asked former Scouts 
Have they ever asked scouts or scout leaders? Have they ever taken a poll on what they really believe? And the reality is if the right people were on the national committee for Boy Scouts, then things would change. And NX in the chair room says that, um, I'm sorry, not him, uh, Yokogin says that the Boy Scouts are mostly funded by the Mormons now. So, Oh, uh, well, there you go. Hey, well, uh, but- let's let's go ahead and move on. We're running short on okay. time, so really quick, uh, we want to get to more. It's our it's our weekly Russian news story. So, Brother Sinatus, if you would tell us about uh, what's going on in this Serbia, and you can choose if okay. you want to read in a Russian accent or not. Father imprisoned gay teen son in rehab clinic after a witch failed to exercise his homosexuality. Okay, uh, my computer's a little slow right at the moment, and it's not letting me scroll too fast. Oh, and now it let me do too much. <laughs> Microsoft is wonderful. A teenage teenager has escaped from a rehab clinic after his traditionalist father locked him up after he came out to him at age 16. Ivan, uh, some Russian name, a Moscow teenager spent 12 days in a Marshek rehab facility supposedly used to treat drug addiction. He was released after 12 days of forced detention following a siege staged uh, uh, oh, okay, let's see uh, following a siege staged by his friends and supporters including by the human right, uh, Russian human rights campaign Dmitry Ashtakovich and State Duma deputy Ilya Panovica. He was placed in the facility against his will after his parental grandmother had tricked him to seeing a witch who attempted to exercise the spirit of homosexuality from him. When he, when this route failed, his father turned to doctors and medications for help. <laughs> um, the only thing I find this interesting is that uh, there's some of this is still going on in the United States. I mean, we look at Russia being so backwards. Um, you know, the gay Mor- uh, Mormons are doing the same thing to their children a lot. Right. Locking them up and forcing them to be. And I really yet th- they still deny that they do that. Of course like, they, they deny it. I really think Russia is going to be the next location that there's going to be a huge gay, like, coup. I really think that yeah. that country that country is just boiling over and that's a country that is used to fighting for what they want and they you know i mean communism is only a blink away and then the transition from whatever they are now to what they were that was hard times these are people who will fucking throw down so uh, it's very interesting to see that how that's progressing well, speaking of which we also got uh this story about uh serbia if patrick if you want to take that one because we also we got I mean Russia's just you're is just boiling with gay news as of late. Patrick, can you hear me? Hello, Patrick. Patrick, can you hear me? Uh oh, we've lost Patrick. No. No. No, we can't. No. <laughs> we've gotta go back. We gotta go back. All right, I'll read this real quick. The local legislature in Serbia has become the fourth Russian body to ban gay gay propaganda. These laws effectively outlaw gay parades and publications bigger than the entire United States by one third. Serbia is far is by far the largest region in Russia, compromising seventy seven percent of the nation's total area. 
It's mainly about the various gay parades and the promotion of all minors is preventing people who are not related to homosexuals from explaining to their kids what's going on, said Alexander, big, long, fancy name, who oversees a region committee, regional committee on culture, education, sports, and youth policy, a law penalizing the propaganda of homosexuality and pedophilia, pedophilia among minors. Love when they put those together. Oh, yeah, of course. The Russian Orthodox Church is lobbying for a federal version of the ban. Wow, it, Russia's just getting worse and worse by the minute, aren't they? It's going to explode. Yeah. As long as I would, and what's going to happen to all of our great Russian porn? That's what I'm concerned about. Oh, Hello. that'll go on. Patrick, Hi, Patrick. Hello, am I back? I'm back. I don't know what happened. What's wrong, man? I don't know. I came back. I don't know. I was talking and there was nobody there and it was bad. Well, I think you went to uh, Pennsylvania because you were going to check on this one story about their first out gay lawmaker. Wink, wink. Oh, okay. I probably, uh, yeah, I I seem to recall. um, (laughs) Hold on a second. It's coming back to me. Oh, right. That's the one about uh, the, the victory fund, right? Yeah, well, Pennsylvania got its first out gay lawmaker. The Victory Fund writes us to announce that yesterday Pennsylvania elected its first ever openly gay member of the state legislator. Yay! And he's hot as hell. He looks okay from here. Brian Sims (laughs) tonight has won a decisive Democratic primary in his Philadelphia district and will become Pennsylvania's first openly gay state representative. Yay! 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 Uh, He defeated defeated a longtime incumbent to capture the uh, Democratic national blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and there you go, folks. Oh, yeah, he so is great. an attractive gentleman. You think? Mm-hmm. <laughs> my, my, my. I could, uh, he could read me some bills anytime he wants. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Pennsylvania, good job. So on to the next story. Brother Sinead. Well, I hope they elected him because of his qualifications and not the fact that he fucks men. I don't care Ooh. either way. Ooh, there's a great picture of him on Google in a, in a football uniform. I'm very happy. Where? Oh, I'm on it. Where? I'm very happy. What's the name again, please? <laughs> At Brian Sims. Ooh, and in a tux. I'm a sucker for a man in a tux. I'm sorry. Where? I'm sorry. Where I'm are you now. finding this? I Googled his name, and then I looked at images. Uh, Brian Sims Brian? shirtless. Ooh. Ooh. Brian with a Y or an I? I. Brian, B-R-I-A-N-S-I-M-S. And there he is shirtless. My goodness. Oh, Where? <laughs> has the show come to this? It yes. Has. Every show that I'm on eventually What did you do? Brian Simpson what? Brian Sims. Like, oh, like, Sims. Yes, Sims. like Tim Sims. I don't see the shirtless. Where are you finding the shirtless pic? Well, you follow the link at the top. It says Brian Link's. Well, I got an option that says Brian Sims shirtless. I just kept going. <laughs> my, 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 All right. Well, here, while we're looking at pictures, Brother Cineas, why don't you tell us about Colorado since you're off Okay. There. Civil Union is passed in our Senate. As some have predicted, Colorado Civil Union bill passed in the state Senate. Yay. Uh, but now comes the hard fight in the state house because that's Republicans. Ooh. Uh, uh, senators approved a measure to on an unrecorded voice vote Wednesday after several shared personal experiences to argue in favor of adopting legal protection for all unmarried couples and their children. The Senate will take uh, one more vote before the measure heads to the House, where a similar bill was rejected last year. Colorado voters banned gay marriage through a constitutional amendment in 2006. However, civil union protection could be enacted without a vote by the people. And it goes on and explains the support that it's getting. It's 
Colorado, like it was last week, we had a story about um, them wanting to pass. There's a bill on our uh, next election to pass outlawing everything, and it, it's just the Colorado is such a purple state. Damn purple, and that it bounces around from one thing to the next. They NXT. like weed. They like oh, yes. weed. <laughs> oh yes. Hey, that's you know, and no other industry is thriving, but the marijuana is really hot in the state right now. Oh really? Oh yes. Hmm. Possible you, moving opportunity. No, I'm kidding. And <laughs> shit, I would. Yeah. I'm driving around Denver, and you can find all kinds of medical marijuana stores all over the place. And of course, all that weed has to be grown in the state to uh, keep the feds out. Right. Because right. that's how we get around that law. And uh, so there's all kinds of little plantations. Hey, we got three minutes left, Donna. Tell us about the uh, ex-gay researcher real quick. Okay. So his name is Dr. Robert Spitzer. Uh, and he says, I believe I owe the gay community an apology for my study making unproven claims of the <laughs> girl. Uh I'm, I'm assuming efficiency or efficacy, efficacy, efficacy of reparative therapy. I also apologize to any gay person who wasted time and energy undergoing some form of reparative therapy because they believe that I had proven that reparative therapy works with some highly motivated individuals. Uh, he's from Columbia University. And uh, he has is commonly cited by anti-gay and Christian hate groups. So, so, so there you go. Problem solved. No ex-gay therapy does not work. All the Christian people can go home. Thank you very much. Right. Yes, fine. <laughs> the, see the the problem is is that they will yeah. find someone else oh, to yeah. say, oh yes, of course, oh, yeah. of course it works. Yeah. Yeah, so. they'll, they'll find wherever they want to, to fit their argument and whatnot, even though it's been disproven multiple times by experience and science. So, but it just science. Goes, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Nothing. I just said science. Science. All right. Well, that's our show for this week, and we got one minute left. So, going around real quick, uh, we have uh, Miss Donna Sugars. Well, you can always find me at BigSillyHumble.com or on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Google+. Plus. Just type in Donna Sugars. Patrick from the Scream Queens. Yes, well, he said it all. I'm from the Scream Queens Horror Podcast. If you like it goofy and you like it gory, I've got a place for you. And it's on my face. Anyway, so find me at www.ScreamQueens.com, and that's Queens with a Z. And Mr. Brother Sinatus? Uh, I got audio booze and Google+, and just friend me, and I'll... He'll be your friend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and then last but not least, Joey from Cocktails and Cream Puffs. I am Joey from Cocktails and Cream Puffs. We do a show weekly, and we'd love to have you come and join us and tell a friend. We'd like to be shared. <laughs> and I'm Anthony from Shanty No Lemon. Thank you for joining us on This Week in Gay. We will see you next week at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time live on Pride48.com. And... That's it. So, bye-bye. Bye. Everyone, wait, bye. 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 I'm not bye. using my hands. Bye. Oh, my. Oh, and now you <laughs> shut off Google+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs>